I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Doggins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, living it up. What day is it, Isaac? Game day! Let's go. So, what you I got, got super- for me, Isaac Harris? I have to finish it. I have to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Today I got super hyped because, so, the church that I work at, we have some new gyms opening up. Ooh. And we got the keys to them, like, I don't know, a week or so ago, whatever. And... Today, we got some shots up, and we found out a few weeks ago, we didn't know this, but these goals that we got, you can lower them. Ooh, you and the priest just throwing up shots? <laughs> the priest. <laughs> and so, me and a couple of guys I work with, we lowered the goal down today to like eight feet. Oh, yeah. And I'm pulling, just going to be real, Pulling guys. the Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real. It was fun to dunk. <laughs> it's and, a good uh, feeling. Uh, we, we used to have this like youth center type thing growing up to where it was literally a place we could go to and it was eight foot goals and literally, I mean, that place would be, be packed and it was just fun. Cause then everybody could just dunk on everybody. And we literally played these hardcore pickup games uh, on eight foot goals and there's fights and everything. It was so much fun. But anyway, long story short, I got to dunk a lot today. And it was a lot of fun. And my hand is like bruised. I like broke this like blood vessel in my finger. And I'm like, well, how do these people that actually like Russell Westbrook, who feels like, it oh, feels like man. he just tries to break through him all the time. Like y'all's hands have to hurt so much. Do you do the so, elbow? Do you do the Vince Carter throw the elbow? Heck no. I feel like my arm would break off. I know. I feel like that would hurt so bad. Every time I see that clip, I'm like, ah, how did he do that? But yeah, also they're completely different levels of athlete and, have way more muscle mass than I will ever have in my entire life. So, speaking of muscle mass, Jared Dudley. Oh, just mass is in, is in Dallas tonight. Heck yeah, love Jared Dudley. What, what's the over under Jared Dudley points? Over under is there an over under somewhere? Three and a half. That's the number you're coming up with. That's on my bookie. Is it really? No, it's not. I was oh, just making. Come it up. on, but. Come on, my bookie. Have some of the have some weird prop bets for us. Three and a half. Under, what are you taking? No, no, no. I'll give you. Uh, wait, you do an over under three and a half? I'll go over. Jared, I'll he go had over. zero points against Memphis the other night. Yeah, it's because they just threw it to AD the whole time. Also, actually, he might not play because Kuzma's back. Exactly. That's why I put it three and a half. So we'll see. You took the over. I'll take the under. I have to take the over. I think. He'll hit one three and then I'll win. He'll hit three and a free throw. One free throw. He'll split the pair. Anyway, game game day today on Friday. Um, easily the most hyped up game of the season so far, even though we've only played four games uh, this season. But I saw a thing earlier today to where the average ticket price for this game is at over $200. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I will go out on a limb and say the sellout streak will continue. And yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say today. Is that safe? Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I, we you can't talk enough about this game. I think a lot of national eyes will be on this game. 
I mean, you obviously get LeBron, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis come off a crazy game the other day. These are all points. of a sudden the two powerhouses in the West. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and uh, Brad Townsend tweeted out today and said that LeBron hasn't played in Dallas since like 2017. Uh, when you hear that, it's kind of crazy, but then you have to consider like, okay, he's, he only comes once a, you know, once a year for the most part. Yeah, once and, or twice, and he was injured last year, so, you know. Yeah, so you know he didn't play last year. So, yeah, I mean, anytime LeBron's in town, people want to see him. And uh, Anthony Davis, it's going to be crazy to see Luca and KP. Uh, we both know the duos, but I think, yeah, just like everything, how will both of the supporting cast match up? I think that's a big question. Yeah, so we're going to preview this game. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we're just going to go around the NBA because there's so many things that happen. I've watched so many games so far. And there's just lots of little things around the league that we want to talk about, especially the Western Conference we'll focus on. We'll talk about the top of the West, how the Spurs are 3-0. and They could be 4-0 and if they beat the Clippers. The game's going on right now as we record this. Uh, the Suns are 3-2. and They have three wins already. There's just all kinds of random things, so we'll talk about that and uh, get into that. But before we do all of that stuff, Isaac, hmm. who do you think will win tonight? Oh, Dallas for sure. I mean, it's, it's just a massive game at home. I think Luca has a big game. Both the teams, we were just talking about this, both the teams are coming off two days of rest. Uh, so right now we're recording, it's Halloween. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't we say happy Halloween yesterday, but you know. That's true. I'm at a weird we point gonna- in my life where I don't celebrate Halloween. I'm not like going to adult Halloween. So there's adult Halloween and there's kid Halloween, right? Adult Halloween yeah. is you go to a party, you dress up, and you get drunk, right? Like, that's that's an adult Halloween. A kid Halloween is you go house to house in a costume and get so much candy that you have a sugar high. So, it's just different kinds of inebriation that's going on. Or you do on Halloween. both. Or you can do both. Uh, we did neither. My wife never did Halloween growing up as a kid. That's sad. Because of her, her parents' like religious views. So, they, just, oh, okay, they okay. decided not to do it at all. They just opted out of Halloween. We did it. I always had fond yeah. memories of it, but oh yeah, I loved Halloween. And our kid, our kid's a little over one, and he had a little wolf costume, and <laughs> it was fun and all. And he was cute, but we we didn't. I mean, we used this. We he dressed up for like a fall festival at our church, but we didn't go out tonight. I'm like, where am I supposed to like freaking go? Like, I mean, I guess we go yeah, in our supposed neighborhood. To, supposed to like, walk him up to the door and like he'll be done. Yeah, he's like he'll, one. Yeah, he'll be done by two houses, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't even know like he's not even eat candy, so I don't know how we got on this, but okay, let's do, let's do this. Since we're recording this on Halloween, yesterday was Halloween for you guys. Let's go let's go at this from both sides. So, What's I, the scariest I'll, part? I'll, honestly, I'll answer this for the Lakers side, you answer it for the Mavericks side. What scares you the most matching up against this team? So for so for the Mavericks, what scares you most about the Lakers going into this game? Where do you think the Mavericks are vulnerable that the Lakers could take advantage? And I'll do the other side. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, obviously when you look at the Lakers, it's Anthony Davis right now that just scares me the most, and just the level he's at. I mean, the other night against Memphis, he had forty points and twenty rebounds. Now he pulled a Dwayne Wade and shot twenty-seven free throws, but still, hey. I mean. The dude is just when he's healthy and clicking. I mean, it. He's unbelievable, and I don't care who you have. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm going to assume that Maxi is going to take a stab at that. You think he starts? To... I think he might start. 
Yeah, he might. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I just can't. I guess after watching Dwight Powell get destroyed in the paint by Mason Plumley the other night, I just can't imagine them just saying, "Hey, let's just throw Dwight Powell out on there and see what, see how he does." I just can't imagine them doing that. Okay, I'll say that this is what what scares me a little bit. I don't want just a big time game like this and Friday night and everything. I don't want Anthony Davis to go off and and Porzingis to just have a really bad game. Yeah, That's, like he outscores him like thirty eight to like twelve. Like, oh, yeah, man. and like Porzingis tries to guard him, but it, he just he can't, and he gets in foul trouble or something like that. That's what I don't want to happen. But it's weird to look at the Lakers roster and say, "What else am I scared?" Of? I'm not scared about anybody else on the roster outside LeBron and AD. So. Yeah, no, I mean Danny Green can go off a little bit, but other than that, I mean, yeah, but I mean we have people to like guard him, hopefully. So. I mean, I guess when you look at Le- LeBron, because we don't have—I mean, they'll put Dorian on him probably. So, and we love Dorian, but it's not like we have someone like Iguodala or Kawhi or somebody yeah. that can guard him. So, I think you're—I'm anxious to see who guards Luca, really. Yeah, that would be interesting. So, I, I went on a Lakers podcast yesterday, and the question he asked was, "Who do you think LeBron guards?" I was like, that's a good question, because if they start the lineups that they've been starting, like if they start Dorian to guard him, then he'll guard Dorian, right? Like that makes the most sense. But yeah. he's not going to guard Luka, right? I guess he could. Uh, no, I don't think he will, because I don't, I don't think they're going to want to like put him and just... Yeah, because yeah. Luka's just going to run him all around everywhere and tire him out, and they don't want to do that. Yeah, so the Lakers starters against Memphis. Avery Bradley, Danny Green... LeBron, AD, and JaVel McGee. Yeah, they'll probably stick so, with that. Yeah, so when you look at Dallas's lineup, let's just assume Dwight and KP start. Uh, I would assume that you know JaVel – I would assume – I think Anthony Davis could guard um, Porzingis, though, and they'll put JaVel on Dwight Powell. But I think it could be reversed uh, on defense and put they'll put Dwight on AD. But then after that, yeah, I think – uh, Dorian and LeBron will guard each other. I think Danny Green will guard um, Luca, and then whoever the heck Rick Carlisle starts as the other guard spot. I know. He was asking me that question. I was like, man, I can't even tell you who the rest of the starters are going to be because game to game they just change so fast. Yeah, and it really could go any direction because if you start DeLon Wright, it's not like you're starting him to guard Avery Bradley. I don't think anybody's starting anybody to guard Avery Bradley. No. Uh, but then, so if you want shooting, you put Seth Curry out there, they could guard each other. Uh, if you put Jalen Brunson out there, I mean, like any of those three guards could make sense in this in this lineup. But I really think we will get the Finney Smith and Dwight Powell in the starting lineup. Yeah, I'd that, be surprised if it's not that. Let's yeah, that'll be interesting to see. All right, coming up. We're going to talk about what scares, you know, the Lakers when they match up against the Mavs because this Mavs team is all of a sudden, you know, a scary team to, to go up against. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac, do you know what my favorite part of this year is? My favorite part of the year, you know, right now it's fall. I live in Florida, so there is no weather change. But theoretically, I love fall because, you know, sweater weather, hoodie weather, hoodie all the time weather. We saw a video of the Mavs going through the um, the Mavs like business offices today, and they were all wearing hoodies. And you're just like, man, it's just one of those times of the year. Apple cider. What's your favorite part of fall? Um, gosh, favorite part. I mean, clearly the weather. I mean, I live in Dallas, and it's so hot all the time. So anytime the weather starts to get colder, I'm all about wearing a jacket. Yeah, hoodie weather, jacket weather. It's great. Uh, also, we just had the sports equinox, and 
all the sports seem to be going on at the same time. There's no MLB anymore, but still have college football, still have NFL, still have NBA going. We have all kinds of bets and all kinds of odds that you can make on mybookie.ag. And also, with your first deposit, mybookie.ag will double it if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Promo code LOCKEDONNBA. With your first deposit, they will double it. They will double your first deposit. That seems crazy to me that they would just give you money just for putting money into their system and using it and making bets. And I mean, if you want to get into the game, if you're trying to get into a sport, if you're trying to get into a game that you're watching, put some money down on it. Who knows? You could come away with it and do that. You can do that at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Promo code locked on NBA. All right, Isaac. When the Mavericks face off against the Lakers, from the Lakers side of things, and I kind of got this from the Lakers podcast I was just on. He said, "How are the Mavericks or how are the Lakers going to guard Porzingis? Because off of pick and pops, you have Anthony Davis that wants to stay in the paint and wants to guard the paint. All of a sudden, if you pull Anthony Davis out, I guess yeah, you still have Javale down there, but not super scared of Javale. Like Luca's not going to be." dissuaded from going into the paint because JaVale's not in there. I think Anthony Davis probably guards Porzingis. I do too. I, I really do, and I think he'll take it as a challenge uh, also. And I just don't think Dallas will uh, keep that matchup on the other end. Right. I think something to think about from the Lakers' standpoint is they just haven't – not that there is a ton of people like Luka, but they haven't played uh, anybody like Luka since like that first game when you had like Kawhi as this playmaking guy from the wing, you, the Lakers have won their last three games, but their last two games have been against Memphis and Charlotte. Right. Okay. So they, they suck. Did, they destroyed the Utah Jazz, though. So. Okay. So uh, yeah, they played the Jazz, but there's a little bit of difference when you're going against six one Donovan Mitchell and six eight Luca sure. as far as the primary playmaker. And you know Anthony Davis got a, Javale started in that Utah game, but he only played like twelve minutes. Anthony Davis got a lot of minutes at the center spot guarding Rudy Gobert. Gobert only finished with eight points and nine boards in that game, so not the greatest Rudy Gobert game. Uh, but I mean, the other starters in that in that Jazz thing besides Mitchell and and uh, Conley was Joe Ingles and Jeff Green. That's I mean that that's not Luca. So Bojan is I, back though, which is helpful. He he missed that game, and that's the only game yeah, that they've lost that game, so but. far. Far and he didn't play, so I think that that's kind of notable as well. But yeah, well, it's notable for Utah. But I'm saying for the Lakers standpoint, they didn't have to guard anybody that game right. either. That was a playmaking guy on as far as a big playmaker on the wing. So I think in a way, when you go back to that Clippers game, the first game of the season for the Lakers where they lost, you know, Kawhi was running things on that wing spot. Now, I think Dallas is a different test for them since they've had kind of a cakewalk these past two games. And even, yeah. I say cakewalk, even Memphis, I think, was maybe at the lead at halftime or at least playing yeah, them well. The, the Lakers really were not playing defense <laughs> very much in that game and were really just toying with them at the beginning, I felt like, until Anthony Davis really started putting it to them and they realized, like, hey, we can just dump it down to him. And sometimes we don't even have to pass it to him. They're going to foul him and get into the bonus. <laughs> and so that's what he went off for 40 and 20. Because they just had no answer for him in the paint. The Mavericks will have a little bit more of an answer in the paint than, uh, you know, like 6'9", Brandon Clark, <laughs> who's a rookie just coming in and trying to guard massive Anthony Davis for the first time. The other thing I think that the Lakers could be scared of a little bit is the Mavericks' depth. All of a sudden, this team is deep. And when the Lakers start to stagger LeBron and Anthony Davis, you 
He takes some playmakers out of there. I, I don't think Rondo will play in this game. I haven't really heard a lot about him. Uh, it seemed like he was day-to-day, and now all of a sudden he's missed the first you know four games, and we haven't really heard from him. Um, Anthony Davis is definitely going to play, by the way, um, even with his shoulder soreness and everything he was dealing with. Kuzma is going to play in this game. And so introducing Kuzma back into this lineup, having you know figure out who he's going to guard, and for the Mavericks, who's going to guard him is going to be kind of interesting. Uh, but I think they'll bring him off the bench, and he'll have to face off against this Mavericks bench, and he'll have to guard somebody that's probably a lot quicker than him. And just the, the entire depth of the Mavericks team. When the, when the Lakers go to their you know, their guard spots on the bench, it's like Caruso. Like, okay. Uh, then you have Avery Bradley, who's probably going to start. And then you have KCP. And you're like, uh, not good. <laughs> and then Dwight off the bench has actually been pretty solid. Uh, and I think that'll continue for as long as he's okay with his role. I'll, I'll send you some Dwight footage tomorrow pregame. He's leading the league in plus minus right now. That's incredible. That's wild. That's wild so far. <laughs> I think something else to throw out there too is uh, outside shooting. So the Lakers are 28th in the league in yeah. three-point attempts a game. In that Memphis and- game, they took and made one three in the first half. Wow. So they finished <laughs> seven for 26 yeah. from uh, from beyond the, beyond the arc. And, you know, 26 three-pointers in a game, that's not a ton for this you know, day and age in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, they like to dump it down to AD, and when you have somebody like AD, that totally makes sense. So, I think I, I want to see I want to see fouls in this game. I want to see how many uh. bodies Dallas goes <laughs> through with Dwight Powell, Maxi, Porzingis. You know how literally how many bot? I mean, I, will Anthony Davis shoot twenty free throws again? And how much will the AAC be booing if he's? shooting his 24th free throw <laughs> i'm gonna be going nuts so you want free throws like that as if you're the mavericks because i kind of want to get away from that because that's just efficient you know offense for them because he can hit his free throws yeah i mean gosh he attempted 27 the other night he hit 26 of them i mean that's incredible he can't the thing is he can't hit shots that are not free throws he's terrible <laughs> on the outside shots so far this season he just cannot hit a three he can't hit you know a jumper he's shooting like 69 percent in the paint, and then outside of it, he's like eleven <laughs> percent. So how many is it? I wonder how many threes he's attempting a game right now. But not not very many. I think he made two, one of those games, Charlotte or Memphis. Not Memphis, so it must have been so, Charlotte. Something I'm curious, like Dallas is a, a, like middle of the pack. I think like 12, 13, somewhere through there, and uh, opponent three point attempts a game. I wonder if Dallas would dare them to fall into that trap. Do since, it. I mean, they since, should because yeah, since the Lakers are not like that good of a three-point team i wonder if this is something that dallas will try to do they'll double anthony davis they'll kind of play a condensed defense to where it will just dare some of these lakers guys like avery bradley um even lebron to an extent but yeah quinn cook kcp like dare these guys to shoot these outside shots uh now it might come back to bite you if danny green's like six for eight from the three-point line but still i i think that could be a route dallas could go is Okay, let's just put it this way. I don't know what the the highest three-point attempts a game so far in these four games for the Lakers have been at, but I'm going to say that they'll they'll attempt the most three-pointers they have so far this season. Interesting. On Friday night. Cuz I think that's I think Dallas will dare them to do that. Yeah, we, now, and other, I, and I other think teams they might be doing that too, but we'll see. I think they definitely should. Um Anything else from this game that you want to talk about? Because 
This is a big this is a big test for the Mavericks because oh, the, huge. the Denver yeah. was on the second night of a back to back. They're th- you know, Jokic has played terrible so far this season. Um and then the, their bench just was awful that night. And so it was it was definitely a good win for sure. I'm not trying to take away from the win, but I don't think Denver was at their full like strength or you know, <laughs> ability that night. And so this Lakers team with 2 days rest you know, coming in and, you know, I think this is going to be huge. Hopefully we don't see the same Luca we saw that first time he played LeBron where he was, like, in awe of him the whole time. Can I wonder I how Luca's going to take this matchup now. Yeah, me too. Does I'm he really have curious. that, does he have that F you, like, I can, I can win this game and we're going to win mentality? I want to see, I always love seeing stars around the league and LeBron's a different type of star of anybody else. Just talk about Luca. And here, I want to hear AD what he has to say about Luca. I want to hear LeBron talk about Luca again. Uh, I think LeBron had praised for him last time, so uh, we'll see. I think we'll see some quotes come out on Friday morning. Uh, maybe uh, before some of you are listening to this, the Lakers are having shoot around tomorrow morning. The Mavericks are not on Friday, so uh, <laughs> the tradition continues. <laughs> the tradition, unlike any other, and so we'll see. And. Uh, Either way, it's going to be a fun game. I want to see what the Dallas guards do, that three-headed monster kind of Brunson, Seth, and uh, and, and DeLon. And I, would, see if one... I would love to see the Mavericks start hitting threes. <laughs> they are, yeah. what are they, 23rd in the NBA in threes, 24th in three-point percentage. They're ninth in three-point attempts per game. The only players that are shooting like above average, Justin Jackson shooting 37.5%, which is fine. Curry shooting 41%. DeLon Wright shooting 60% on his 1.3 threes per game, which is not a lot, but at least he's hitting them. Everyone else that shoots threes is not doing well. Porzingis is shooting 33%. I guess that's fine on 7.5 attempts per game. Luka, 28.6% on 8.8 attempts per game. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., 26% on almost six a game. Maxi 25% on four per Tim game. Tim Hardaway shooting six threes a game right now? Yeah, 5.8 threes per game. Unbelievable! That's wild. That number just seems wow so high. I, I could be totally wrong about that, but I, I pulled out earlier. And then uh, Jalen Brunson's only hitting twenty eight point six. Jalen Brunson's not shooting well so far, but he's just mm. playing so. It's it's wild when you watch games and then when you look at field goal percentage, it does not tell you the whole story at all. It's <laughs> yeah crazy. But none of those guys have been shooting the the ball well so far this season. And it would be awesome to to have a game where they just all start clicking. You think there's any scenario that Rick starts Le- Luca on LeBron? <laughs> LeBron. And starts, Rick starts LeBron, <laughs> and then he starts because I'm sitting there looking at like the Lakers front line, and it's so big with Javale, AD, yeah. and LeBron. I'm like, all right, this is why you start different lineups to match up with some of these other guys. But he, is there any scenario? I don't think so. But is there any scenario in which Rick starts Luca and has Luca guard LeBron, and then he starts Delon and Seth? With Danny Green to try and counter it, like to try and zig while they zag, or just to I don't know. Just because could they could they start Dorian and Luca? No, could they start Delon and Seth with Luca, Dwight, and KP? Basically, putting Delon on Danny Green, Seth on Avery Bradley, Luca on LeBron, and then you know two front court. I don't think so. I think they'll go with Dorian instead of Delon, but. I don't know. You can, uh, good luck guessing what Rick does. I know. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see what he ends up doing. All right, coming up, let's talk about some random stuff around the NBA and the, the Western Conference playoff picture right now. Four or five games in, let's go. 
All right, Isaac. So far, most teams have played three games. Or most teams have played four games. Some teams have only played three. A couple have played five. The Mavericks are right in it. Three and one, just like the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Timberwolves, three and one so far. But I think the the real talk that we have to have about the playoff picture is it looks like Golden State is kind of out of it. Seth, if, if Steph Curry misses six to eight weeks, I mean, he's out till, you know, past Christmas, maybe past New Year's if he's out eight weeks. That's huge. I mean, and they're already one and three. They already look awful, even when he was playing. Uh, even with those rotation guys they get back, if they don't have Steph Curry, then those rotation guys don't mean as much as, you know, we might think that they might mean. Uh, I think that they're out of it if he's out, you know, eight weeks, even six weeks. I mean, the margin for error in the West is just so small. Yeah, I don't even want to say this has to do with Steph's, Steph's injury. Oh my gosh, Seth, Steph, Steph, Steph. Come on, Del Curry, give I, us some names that are a little different. I kidded with Nick the other night. I said, "Can I take back everything I said about the Warriors?" <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, I was all about them. Oh yeah, um, we didn't say that on the pod, but yeah, he said, "Can I take everything back?" And I was like, "Well, hold on." This was before Steph's injury. I was like, "Hold on, they're getting Looney, Willie Collie Stein back, and Alec Burks. Like, those are three rotation players and all this stuff." I was giving him all these reasons to stick with it because the, there was just <laughs> there were pathways that the Warriors would go in, in like two opposite directions, and I leaned the other way yeah. of. Vets, Steph Curry, MVP-like season. They'll just take this personal. They'll stay in the playoff hunt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they obviously are going the other direction. The supporting cast just looks absolutely horrendous. They get to keep their pick this year, and just, this just gets yeah. wild. And I tweeted this out, and I joked, and Coles Wicker responded and said, hey, well, there's no you know, Tim Duncan in this class. But I was like, is this like going to be their Spurs type of year to where they're just going to like call it quits, get a high draft pick, and then come back next year? And put this high draft pick either add it to the core or they take the draft pick and turn it flipping into something. But okay, hey, can, stick we, with can me. we get Lamelo on the Warriors? Stick with me, Curry, Thompson, Green, Looney, Lamelo. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, yeah, it just, I, yeah, I think when you look at this Warriors situation, it just it's it's not getting any easier for them to make the playoffs. I thought they'd be a playoff team and then they had their their injuries in the preseason and now they have this curry injury and that's just that's awful. So they seem to have fallen out of it already because of this injury. Uh Sacramento is just oh, oh holy crap, what happened to them? I mean, Luke Walton came on and all of a sudden this team just cannot score. Uh, I think Buddy Heald and Darren Fox are shooting are both shooting under forty percent from the floor, which is not is not what you want. It's not great. They just look terrible. They they're getting blown out in some of these games. So all of a sudden they seem like you know what did they win thirty nine games last year? Now all of a sudden they you know five, down five games five games under five hundred is that's tough to even come back from. I mean the margins are just so small that coming back from down you know. Five under five hundred—that's huge already. Yeah, I mean, two teams that uh, I don't know if you took the under on both of them. But two teams that I took the under on both was Sacramento and New Orleans. I think I took that, the over on Sacramento, possibly. But yeah, I definitely I just, took I the th- under on New Orleans. I thought they regress. Um, obviously, you couldn't predict the Zion injury, but yeah, New Orleans at zero and four, Sacramento zero and five. I mean, it's just yeah, it's like what you said. It's wild because they. They brought back a lot of that main court. Now, I get that Bagley's been hurt, uh, but still, like, De'Aaron Fox looked like 
it looked it just seemed like he was going to take an even bigger step and buddy and all that and you wonder what that looks like if they decide to blow it up uh they have some pieces in bogdan and stuff and and now they've paid buddy and they they picked up options on these guys like this is their team Harrison Barnes. Yeah, they paid Harrison Barnes. They paid Buddy. They added all those free agents. And, man, now you just have no flexibility. That's what's so tough with an offseason like that is that, yeah, you can make these solid, you know, role player free agent moves. But then all of a sudden, if those don't work or some of your guys regress, then all of a sudden you're stuck with your team. You just, you you have no flexibility. Like, you know, what the Mavericks did is kind of nice because you have. Like if all these guys don't work, they're not on very big contracts. Like you could you could trade some of these guys. I feel like I don't know if you're trading Corey Joseph. I don't know if you're trading Dwayne Dedman. Uh, you're definitely probably not trading Trevor Ariza. You could, I guess, but oh, I'd never like that contract. But yeah, uh, they I did see today they did not pick up the option for Harry Giles. That but, is interesting, but he's also not playing, so that's kind of yeah, his thing. <laughs> If they didn't pick it up, there's probably a good reason. Um, all right, let me throw at you a couple of West teams, and you tell me if. Uh, which one? Okay, do you think Phoenix stays where they're at? Which team do you think stays where they're at more in the standings, Phoenix or Sacramento? Oh, so the, the polar opposites. You have the three and two Phoenix Suns that are in the eighth seed right now, technically, yeah. and Sacramento Kings that are zero and five. Phoenix, they're just like that scrappy team. Remember a couple years ago when Orlando was like eight and three, and like they look like one of the best yeah. teams in the East. I feel like that's what Phoenix is doing right now. Teams, a team does this every year, and hopefully it's not the Mavericks. <laughs> but okay, team, well, okay. A let young me team switch comes out. out of nowhere and just you know surprises people right away. Since we we already talked about uh, Sacramento, I'll switch the question. Which team do you believe in more, Minnesota or Phoenix? Dang, that's tough. Which two games, by the way, for Embiid and Towns? Uh, that shocked me. I thought it was be more. And I the know, fact it, that it, they said that Ben Simmons, that that was a peacemaking move, <laughs> that, he, uh, that he was trying to calm him down. I think siblings across the world are looking at, like parents are like freaking out right now because if they have like, you know, two, two like children who fight all the time and they're like, look, the chokehold is a peacemaker move. That it's no yeah. big deal. Stop choking just your trying brother. to calm the, me down. Yeah, stop choking your brother. The NBA says this is a calming move. <laughs> exactly. I, I was just stunned by that. That's wild. No games. Yeah, two games. They, they didn't take it too super serious. Uh, I thought maybe they get an extra game, a three or four, because of the the social media stuff afterwards. So they had much maybe fun tackling to on for that. But and then Joel and Bead like edging on the crowd and all that stuff. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns' mom like flicking off and Bead. <laughs> yeah. Thought maybe, but uh, yeah, I I think I believe in Minnesota a little more because they have Towns and Covington. Towns Covington. You know, Wiggins is going to score for you. I Phoenix do think Minnesota like, makes a bigger move. Yeah, they have they they could make a move. I guess. I guess they Jeff, have contracts Jeff to make Jeff a move. Jeff Teague's expiring. Mm-hmm. That could and be they got something. young guys like Culver, um, Akogi. Akogi. Yeah, um, there's somebody else in their front court. I'm forgetting too. Like they got pieces and contracts to move for something, and I'm just curious what it is. Yeah, uh, and then Phoenix. I guess he'll get DeAndre Ayton back, but still, he's he's gone for like a third of the season. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that's tough. That's a rough one there. Um, okay. Anything else from the, the Western Conference? I mean, everyone else is kind of where they are. San Antonio 3-0, and maybe 4-0, and maybe 3-1 and by the time you're listening to this. Not super surprising. All the Utah, rest of the teams Con- are kind of Conley's bad start, but the fact that they're still 4-1 and despite his rough start – 
I don't know what to think of that. I don't know if the, I think there's a way you could look at it and be like, oh, that's kind of worrisome. But then there's another way you can be like, dang, if he's sucking this bad and they're still four and one, that's scary. What's and what's weird about I, the Conley thing is he had he had a terrible start and then he scored 29 points the other night against the Clippers. He was 11 of 17 from the floor against Patrick Beverly. And you're like, wait, what? But the thing is, with with a team like the Jazz, is they are spread out enough to where they can have a bad game from Mike Conley and they can still win a game. They can get Bojan to, to score you 25 and, and Mitchell to score 25 and Gobert to pull down 15 boards and they can do things like that. I just wonder, I wonder about these teams that, because when you look at the best players in the league and you look at people who have won championships, LeBron, Kawhi, I know Giannis hasn't won a championship, but like Giannis, even like something like James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, like these are big wings who can go get you a bucket at any time. And yeah, Utah just don't ha- have yeah, that. It's the and, Allen Iverson thing. Yeah, it's it's Mitchell and you know and Mike Conley and like Joe Ingles fine, but like they've been bringing off the bench some and Bogdanovich sure cool Jeff Green baby and Rudy Gobert's mm-hmm. great, but I I'm I just I'm yeah they would have to win like that Pistons team. I mean they're they're really built yeah, like that. True, like that, yeah. That's Bojan is like Rashid. <laughs> you have Joe Ingles is your Tayshawn Prince. <laughs> Conley is your uh, Chauncey Billups and Mitchell is your Rip Hamilton, and then Big Ben is Rudy Gobert. Way better version of Rip Hamilton, but bringing it full, bringing it full circle. If Dallas beats the Lakers tonight, the room on the bandwagon is going to uh, the official be podcast of the Mavs bandwagon. <laughs> That's us. That's I changed our Twitter name to the official podcast. I seen that. Mavs, I was laughing. The Mavs bandwagon. Everybody, jump on. Welcome. But I, th- I think a lot of people has been jumping on. I think people have taken notice of Dallas. But this would be, um, this would be the biggie. This would be huge and. They pull this off on Friday night. I think Dallas will be the. I honestly think they'll be the talk of the league for a good like twenty four hours or the weekend. Of oh, for sure. How good is how just how good is this duo already? Especially if they go out and beat them like ten plus. Luke and KB have big games. I mean, that's AD that's fouls out like something crazy like that. Yeah, that would be huge. The place would be rocking. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a massive game in Dallas on Friday. Absolutely, and we'll have a post-game pod for you. We'll be here. We'll record right after the game. And, uh, man, we'll be here for you guys. Get big game tonight, game day. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.